Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. Wouldn't you like to connect with your clients? I I mean connect in a way that generates leads, secures repeats, and lands those sweet referrals? Oh yeah, this is the place to be. Brad Swinehart's Be Advised Leading with Value podcast. Brad is with White Glove, and his guest is Luke Acre, president of Reminder Media. Luke is a sales fanatic, marketing evangelist, and an expert team builder. He has worked with thousands of independent business professionals to help them understand how to connect with their client database. Brad, Luke is here. Please ask him what the secret is to connecting. (laughs) That's the problem with talking to Luke is you never know what value you want to pull out of this guy because there's always more where that came from. Luke, thanks very much for being back on the show. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. I loved it the first time, so hopefully we can bring value this time. (laughs) So let's talk 2020 weird year, difficult for a lot of professionals, changed the, a lot of the industries that we both work in. What have you done with your team to say, hey, let's hit the ground running. It's new year. Let's kick some butt this year. You are the king of inspiration, right? So how do you motivate your team? And uh, I mean, it's a great question. I think 2020, like I think there was people who won big, in 2020, uh, you think of like Amazon and Jeff Bezos, I think his net worth, you know, almost doubled <laughs> in, in 2020. There's people who won big and then people who were beat down. You know, I've really, from our standpoint, there's two ways I, I think about it is, you know, a testing of a crew, right, on a ship. You only know the value of your crew in rough waters, not in actually calm waters. So one of the things that I always tell my team is like, this is where real leaders step up. This is where real professionals step up is if you've gone through a rough time, it's like you're going to be proven, your character is going to be proven in the valley. So that's more of the inspirational side that, hey, you got to go back to what you're about and what your why is. But when it comes to like, hey, how do you actually win in business in 2021? I did a webinar yesterday all about marketing budgets and marketing plans. And one of the biggest mistakes I see for a business owner is they have no idea where their transactions actually come from, where their leads actually come from. They're terrible at tracking what's going on in their business because tracking is very difficult. And a lot of times you're focused on servicing the clients, you're focused on doing the sales calls that you forget to actually track where your business is actually coming from. But for 2021, it's going to be essential in what I call is the doubling down. Like you need to double down on what was working for your business. And what I feel people are going to find, because I have found this with my clients, I see it in my own business, is I feel you're going to look at your business and you're going to realize that your sphere of influence is where most of your transactions are coming from. And really we're headed into an age and are already in it where it's all about the client experience and people have come to expect extremely fast service, extremely con- like convenience at such a high level. 
And then they expect you at that point to go above and beyond. And so really what I'm encouraging all my clients to do is you got to know your numbers because business is just math. That literally is all it is, is you got to reverse engineer. If your goal is to make 100K, well, how much income do you need to bring in to cover your expenses so you can take home 100K? If you need to bring in $200,000, just let's just say, well, then if that $200,000, how many deals does that translate to in your business? How many clients does that translate to? And then if that's the number of clients you need, where do those clients actually come from? What lead generation strategies? Was it seminars? Was it Facebook ads? Was it print mailers? What was it that generated your clients? Then you have to look and go, okay, out of, out of, the seminars I run, how many leads do I generate and how many leads turn into actual appointments and how many appointments actually close. And if you do that math and you have that discipline, you have actually freed yourself because the biggest struggle of business owners is the roller coaster. And they feel like they don't know what one day is going to bring versus the next. But when you actually put a plan in place and you actually track your numbers, it frees you because now you're able to wake up every day and run that play. And then what I call is the secret to success in business. It's taking action, it's tracking your results, and then it's pivoting, right? So it's taking action, don't overthink it, track what your results were. It's going to tell you whether or not you're succeeding or not succeeding. At least give your marketing strategy 90 days at a minimum to start producing and then pivot based upon what you're seeing. So that's what I would encourage people to do is, is it's all about math. If you don't know your math, that's the first thing you need to do to succeed in 2021. All right. So let's go back and deconstruct that because I was taking notes while you're talking here and you dropped about 10 absolutely amazing ideas right through that that answer there. So um, that's why it's always a blessing and a curse to talk to you because now we got to go back and understand everything that you said. So one one thing that you mentioned was you know inspiration and and learning your team's true performance through the rough waters and and one thing that I I I, I stalk you on on Facebook and LinkedIn and I'm always watching your stuff and listening to your podcast not that I have to because you guys are so good at being everywhere you know if anybody anybody ever sees Luke anywhere now you've pixeled and these guys got you you're gonna see them for the rest power of your life. targeting yep. Um, but one thing you said is where you're talking about, you know, inspiration. And I think one thing that both of us really believe in, but you you preach more than anything else, is it's not necessarily inspiration. Inspiration will get you through today, but dedication is what's going to get you through the storm. And that's something that a lot of people, especially in the financial industry, need to realize is that it's not just what's working today, it's sticking to a plan. And that, that'll wrap up when we're talking about, you know, hey, let's stick some to something in 90 days. But just that, that difference between having dedication for growth or just being inspired to try something. Because you're a sales guy, I'm a sales guy. Many of the best advisors out there are, are great at sales, but they get, we all fall trapped to that shiny object, right? Yep. Ooh, what's this? I want to try that. Ooh, I didn't like that. Ooh, I want to try this. I want to try this. And that's that's when it comes down to exactly what you're saying, the numbers, paying well, attention it, and tracking. Go ahead. No, you're, you're spot on. It's putting the pro back in professional, meaning like you're a pro, you're a sales professional. Most people just say they're in sales. They don't realize that the professional part is the most important. And it's kind of the examples of the Tom Brady's, LeBron James. They don't rest on their talents alone. They don't rest on their inspiration alone, right? Tom Brady doesn't get to the two-minute warning in the Super Bowl and go, man, I just believe I'm inspired to drive this team down the field. No, Tom Brady has built a 
whole life based upon discipline, being in the film room. He measures, if you look at his TB12 book, he measures the coffee he drinks, the amount of water intake he has, the food he eats, the amount of time he sleeps, right? His weightlifting, everything, because he's a professional athlete. So you need to think of yourself as a professional business person, a professional salesperson, whatever business you're in. And you need to spend that time, like you're saying, that dedication, that consistency. Like, think about it this way. It takes 10,000 hours to master something, right? If you just spend 30 minutes a day practicing your presentation, so let's say you're doing seminars, like White Gloves doing a seminar for you. If you just spend 30 minutes a day practicing that seminar, that presentation, by the end of the year, you've only done like a little over 200 hours or so. It's going to take you years to master the art of presenting. And so what most people don't realize is they're not even putting 30 minutes of practice in a day for their, their seminar pitches, for their client experience. They're not even doing that. And that's the difference between the elite, the pros, and the people who are mediocre and make average income. And there's a difference, right? Some people have talent, which I think is easy, and other people have skill. And that's something that you've built and worked for over time. And I think 2020, more than anything else, made people say, hey, you have to develop a skill. You had, you had a ton of advisors that were used to doing in-person first appointments. They're used to doing in-person seminars. That's how they grew their business. They shook a hand. They, they looked somebody in the face. And we saw more than anything else that when advisors were like, okay, well, let's try this virtually, that they didn't see immediate success because they didn't have a skill set there. They just, they just went in and they tried it. And back to your, your point, you have to give any marketing strategy 90 days. You have to be invested in it. That's absolutely what we tell all our seminar and webinar clients. You have to be invested in this. You might knock it out of the park the very first time you, you get up there, but most likely you won't. You have to get into the rhythm. You have to put in the work to make sure that this is a plan, not a shiny object where you're going to you're going to either succeed or fail based on one attempt. One other interesting thing that you said, and I want to kind of dig down a little bit deeper into this is, is your circle of influence. And that's something that we've been talking about here for, you know, probably the past year is, is, you know, this, this idea behind captive marketing, where you have this circle of people that will see what you do and they know who you are. You have the ability to influence them to take action and how are you guys focused on helping professionals influence that circle? How are you arming advisors, realtors, you know, estate planning attorneys with tools that help them stay credible in front of their current captive audience? No, I think that's a great question. I really, truly believe like it was Zig Ziglar that I learned it from this whole idea of no like, and trust. And it's, you know, it's overused. Everybody knows about it that, hey, you got to get your sphere to know, like, and trust you in order to make that happen. What I have found is there's three principles that you have to have in your sphere of influence marketing in order to get people into this know, like, and trust trifecta. And when I look at, let's take advisors, for example, or some insurance professionals, every time I look at an advisor's business, and I look at their sphere of influence marketing, I never have to sell that advisor that, hey, you have to build relationships with your clients. You have to get known, like, and trusted by your, your sphere. They all agree. But then when I look at what they're sending, 98% of their contacts and their outreach all has to do with them. 
So it all has to do with their services, their expertise, right? Their knowledge on the market, their accolades. And you need a portion of that. It's not that that's wrong to send. You need that type of stuff. But what they fail to understand is that the consumer, nine times out of 10, most consumers hire a professional to do that work for them so they don't have to worry about it and they don't want to hear about it 24-7. So if I hire Brad as my financial professional, I'm just expecting him to do an incredible job investing my assets and and managing my assets for me. And I don't want to hear 24-7 what's going on in the market, all these different things. I actually need to know Brad deeper so I don't just see him as a transactional service for me, but I actually trust him as Brad, my friend. Because if Brad can get into that level of friendship, then you'll never lose that client. And more importantly than that, you can turn me into an advocate because one of the biggest things about generating referrals and the reason why advisors can't do it is because they have giving a referral is one of the hardest things from a social standpoint to do because it takes so much trust. I have to trust in Brad so much that I'm going to actually refer him to one of my close friends and not, you know, be scared that he's going to mess it up. So the three principles you need in your marketing to bring this all to fruition, I really summarize it because I love acronyms as corny as they are, but I think they're digestible. I call it fit marketing. Like you got to get your marketing, your sphere of influence marketing fit in 2021. And what fit stands for is frequency, impact, and trust. And what that means is your marketing has to be frequent to your sphere, right? There's nothing you can do once and get great results. I can tell you work out, Brad, by the picture I'm looking at here on Zoom, right? So you work out. You can't go to the gym once and get great biceps. You (laughs) got to do it consistently. You know, you're just a just as big of a meathead as I am. Luke. Yeah, yeah. So don't, don't, hey, don't call me that. out. Don't tell it. everybody that. No. <laughs> but the point being is you and I both know you got to be frequent, right? So that's the obvious about frequency. But here's the psychological principle about frequency. Those of you who are listening to Brad's podcast right now, and you've never heard of Luke Acri before, never heard of Reminder Media before, your trust level and what I'm communicating right now is naturally low. Brad, who knows me, who I've been frequently in front of, frequently done things with, his trust level in me is so much higher. So frequency is about becoming familiar in the minds of the people you're in front of. The more frequently you're in front of your clients in different ways, the more trust they have in you because they become more comfortable with you. Think about the first time you meet somebody, your comfort level is low. So you need frequency from a psychological standpoint to build that familiarity and that trust. But frequency, why I love the word frequency is it's not just about the amounts of times. It's also about the channel of communication, right? Just like radio stations have different frequency levels to deliver different messages. You've got to find out the frequency level that your client and your prospect likes to communicate in. Some of your clients are going to love face-to-face. Some of your clients are going to love the personal side. Some of your clients might just want the analytics of the business. They might just want transactional information. So you've got to understand your clients because if you're a fan of Tony Robbins, like I am, he teaches all the time about the concept of rapport and how you've got to get into a state of rapport with people. And one of the ways to do that is to communicate at the level they want to communicate at, to match and mirror them. So that's the frequency portion. Then impact, this is where most advisors fall down. This is the pain point I was talking about. Most of us get into business, we hang our shingle and we go, look at me, I can help you. Here's my services. Oh, and I'm great because of X, Y, and Z reasons. 
That's awesome. But at the end of the day, that doesn't, it's not impactful to me. I don't remember it. It goes in one ear out the other. I glance at it for 15 seconds and then it's out. It doesn't build any mind share. So as a marketer, what you want to do is you want to try to create impact and how you create impact is through relevancy, right? The more relevant I can be for Brad, the more he'll pay attention because it's close to him, right? So if you buy a car today, watch a car commercial tomorrow, it's not relevant to you at all. There's no impact of that ad. You don't remember it doesn't cause you to take action. So you as a business professional need to ask yourself, how do I become more relevant to everybody I'm marketing to, to everybody I'm talking to. And the only way to do that in a service-based way, right, is to get to know your clients. You got to know Brad goes to the gym. You got to know Brad plays guitar. You got to know what Brad does for his work because it gives you connection points. Imagine this. Imagine I pull out my phone right now in the gym early this morning. Go, hey, Brad, was thinking about you this morning, man. I'm lifting weights. Send that text to Brad through a video text. That's going to be so impactful because it's personal to Brad. It means I know Brad and he's going to remember it. And in essence, it's going to move me deeper into this know, like, and trust. And then the third, after creating impact, which builds the mind share, and there's a lot more to impact, but for the sake of time, just wrapping up the trust factor, the trust factor is all about credibility and it's all about becoming the SME of your business. So what SME stands for is subject matter expert. Are you considered to be the subject matter expert in your industry for your community? So when people think finance and they think investment and they think retirement, right? All these things that you're an expert in, do they think of your name? Do they see you as the subject matter expert, that the one that has the most credibility to give them the best advice? And if you're frequently in front of them, with impactful information, and then you add trust-based information in there to build that subject matter expertise, that is what will get people to use you. And there's three real easy ways I think you can build trust from a marketing standpoint. One is, I think you can showcase to people your accolades. So if I tell you I'm a marketer, that means something to you, but your trust level in my marketing skills maybe is not very high. You guys naturally did this for me by introing me in. You naturally said, hey, Luke is a marketing evangelist. He's a sales expert, but he's worked with thousands of business owners. That raises my level of credibility in the minds of people who are listening to this podcast. You might showcase how you've helped clients. You might showcase you know, things. Maybe you were the top 1% of advisors in your area or whatever the accolades are. That's going to help build trust, but that's only going to go so far. The second area is not what you say about yourself, but what your clients say about you. See, people care what you say, but they care more what your clients actually experience. So another way you can build trust from a marketing standpoint is showcasing your reviews, showcasing your case studies, showcasing what your clients have said about you, make them into stories. People remember stories so much more than they remember statistics. So that can help you build credibility. And then the last, which is actually the most important, but the hardest to accomplish, is education. So if I can put out educational pieces on my area of expertise, and I can drip that in with my impactful content that's more personal, people will naturally start seeing Luke as the expert. So the reason why I retarget you with my podcast, it's educational content. People start associating Luke with all this content and marketing and your trust level in me from a marketing standpoint 
is rising. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to going, man, I really need a help with my relationship marketing. I really need great drip touch points. You're going to start thinking of me more. You're going to trust me more because I've given free, valuable education content based upon my subject matter. And when these things you do consistently, that's what gets people to refer you. That's what gets people to use you for the first time because you've built that know, like, and trust to where the point is they, re they actually remember you. They don't just know, like, and trust you. They remember you and they use you. So, so a lot of stuff there, but that's really always, the, the goal. Always. I ask one question, I get 12 answers and they're all gold. So now I don't know which one to pick on first. So, uh, you know, I always like to think about it as you can't build trust on nails. And what I mean by that is if you were going to sell a house and you're a home builder, you're, you build wonderful, beautiful homes and you have a brand new prospect that says, Hey, you know what? I want you to build me a house. Why don't you tell me about it? And you start pulling out boxes and nails and screws and you show them your hammer and you, you say, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. And you get way down into the weeds. This is the type of copper we're going to use. We're going to use PVC. We're going to use PEX pipe. They don't care about that. What they want to know is this is where your bedroom is going to be. This is where you get to sleep at night. This is what's important to you. And this is what I'm going to show you. You can pick the colors here. You know, when you're going to build a house for somebody and building a financial plan, building a retirement plan is very much like that. You're providing them safety and comfort. They don't want to know the details. They don't want to know the the markets they don't they don't care about that stuff in in full transparency you might have some that'll ask questions about it and that's great that you know the answers but you don't want to lead with that because that's your profession that's what they hire you to do that's not what they they don't hire you to educate them they hire you to take care of them and so if you're going to build somebody a house you can't walk in and say, here's all the boxes of screws that we're going to be using. Here's the two by fours that we're going to put together. You're never going to sell it that way. So you have to build a trust level by showcasing, this is what I can do. This is the comfort that I can provide. So it's not always about what you want to say. You might be so proud of your portfolios that you've built. They don't care. They, they, they just don't care. What they care about is, can I trust this person? And are they going to take care of me? Spot and, on. And Reminder Media does an awesome job at bringing in that lifestyle content. And I loved what you said about sharing educational content and, and, and you need both of those things to work together. That's why I always felt our Social Connect service, which does social media management and pushes new, timely, relevant articles, and your guys' magazine, which is lifestyle content, it's, it's such a magical match. But even if you don't use Reminder Media or White Glove, those, those concepts still hold true. You have to provide consistent value, both in education and in you know um, personal type content. And Luke is a man of his word. He doesn't just talk about this stuff. I got a text on Thanksgiving video and said, hey, man, hit the gym. Watch out for all that extra weight gain with that pumpkin pie. And he knows me, right? We, we are friends, but, you know, that personal touch goes a long way. And that's, that's why he's so successful in what he does is because he practices what he preaches. And he's, it's not something that he's guessing at. It's something that he's done for years and built a very successful business this way. And he's just given out all the, the playbook for free. And I absolutely love it. You know why though? Because 98% of people won't execute on it. 
it's, it's sad, but like, I think it was Gary V that was asked that one time. It's like, Gary, why do you share all your stuff for free? He goes, well, one is the, the main reason is we want to help, right? Everybody wants to give back in the influence, but he goes, well, most people don't even execute on it. See, most people hear the idea and this goes back to what we said in the beginning and they don't execute. Um, and it's like, if you just actually buckle down and put in that professionalism that we talked about, that discipline, that dedication, that's, what's going to matter. I always coach people do a five for five, like take five minutes a day, pick five people and connect with them using content. So that idea of the text message to the people, when you're at the gym, text all your people that, you know, work out, you're thinking about them say, Hey, I'm in the gym this morning. Hope you're crushing your 2021 workout goal so far. Like it, everybody has five minutes. Everybody can take five people. You do that every single day for the course of a quarter. You've hit all your advocates in your database probably. And what's really interesting about that is if you're at the gym and you're texting people for five minutes, it still totally counts as gym time. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but it absolutely <laughs> does. If you're there, then it totally counts. Even if you're sitting on your phone. Um, next time you I'm, go to a gym, look around. I mean, there's plenty of people soaking up gym. Time. That's what I was going to say. I'm definitely one of those guys sitting on the bench, looking at my phone, texting. <laughs> <laughs> and one other thing, you know, that Luke mentioned here that last year, many advisors probably would have disregarded is the idea of reviews and testimonials and the, the rulings on that all obviously all changed. And I, I don't have to tell the industry that because it was, it was some big news, but absolutely look into that because it's a tool that other industries have used for since the beginning of sales that the financial industry has really had some handcuffs and, and not been able to do that. And now those, those are seemingly coming off where you can share, Hey, you know what? Someone appreciated what I did for them. So if you haven't looked into that new ruling by the SEC, definitely take a look at that because that's going to open up a lot more options for you this year that you've never had in the past. And I think 2020 did that. The, the financial industry is, is known for evolving at a record pace. <laughs> <laughs> and if nothing else, 2020 said, hey, you, we have to catch up with the times because all of our standard options from 1998 aren't available anymore. I always think of the financial industry as kind of like Canada. It's like consistently 20 years behind, but in a good way. So <laughs> final thoughts here, Luke, you guys are going to crush it here next year. Super excited to be partners with, with you guys, friends with you, you know, Let's talk about you personally. You're a, a leader. You're an inspiration. What do you do every single morning? You get up. This is this is my routine. This is what I do for success that I should start doing. Yeah, no, great question. I mean, this year I'm trying a, a few things a little differently. I'm trying to practice. Um, I don't know if you call it gratitude or meditation more. I've never I've heard it so many times from my own podcast. Stay paid when I ask people, hey, what do you do? And people talk about gratitude. They talk about meditation. I've never been into that uh, just because of maybe my focus. So that's one of my goals this year is to wake up and instead of grabbing my phone right away and looking at my email and my social channels and stuff like that is really actually focused on kind of this practice of meditation, gratitude to focus my mind. The other thing that I am actually really, really working on is one of my biggest struggles, and maybe this will connect with some people out there, is I'm an influencer by nature. So I like to influence people and get them to come on board with ideas through influence versus through maybe just direction. But as to be a great leader, you have to be willing to have people think poorly of you for a time 
But in the end, they're going to see the reasons why, and you're going to bring the best out of them. So you got to be willing to be way more direct with people. So one of the things that I'm actually practicing this year is this idea of, hey, look, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about the vision. And so I need you to execute on X, Y, and Z and not and remove a lot of what I call is the the slowness or the fluff around trying to influence that person to come on board with your idea and making it more about the vision. And I think that's a big struggle that I see with a lot of people that have teams is they, they're not direct enough. They dance around the bush. And so that's one of the things I'm working on. Then I have my normal things that I, I continuously always do, which is the working out. Um, and then I'm always into the self-help and development. I'm a firm believer what you put in your mind that's what you're going to put out through action, right? That's what you're going to put out through words. So most people, when you think about when you're down and depressed, well, your mind is a bank account and how you're feeding your bank account. And you're going to feed your bank account with watching terrible stuff or not reading you know, good content that's actually going to lift you up and develop you. When you get in a valley and you go to pull out a deposit or you go to pull out actually income from that bank account, you're going to only have the stuff that you put in. And if it's full of crap, that's what you're going to get out. And so you got to be listening to good things. You got to be reading good things. My reading goal this year is 24 books. So that's what I'm trying to read this year. So, you know, read, I should say read and listen, but it's all about what you put in is what you get out. So those are some of the things that I'm doing to try to make myself more of an effective leader. I love that. And you should take a, it, maybe you've already read it, but there's a book called Radical Candor. And I forget off the top of my head who wrote it but it's all about being direct with empathy, but it, it, it really does take a lot of that fluff out of it. And, you know, Steve jobs had a very direct method of talking to his employees, which I won't say some of those most known for phrases on here, but essentially what it does is it gets down to the point. And when you really take an empathetic look at what he's saying, he's not, personally bashing someone if the if the work wasn't up to snuff but he is being very honest that hey this is not good enough this work is not good enough not you are not good enough but this work is not good enough and he had a very direct way of doing it but it's this idea of just being just totally candid with someone saying this is this is what i need that it it is it's uncomfortable for for leaders and managers to do that sometimes because it's a it's a lot easier if people like you Yep, you know, correct. and and if you really want to be a successful manager, you have to get comfortable with the fact that not everyone is going to like you all of the time. And I and I don't know if that's true for Luke because everyone likes him all the time. He's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, but I know in my past, it's absolutely been that way. You know, you have to give that, and sometimes you know, not always in the best <laughs> the best way. You know, I've learned and 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 grown as a as a person and a manager. But you have to be willing to put yourself in that uncomfortable position if you want growth. And and those are the people you remember the most in your life, you know, man, the ones that were hard on you are the ones yep. that you look back on as making some of the biggest differences in your life. It's not the ones who are soft on you. It's the ones who are, were difficult or hard on you. And there's levels, right? There's, there's levels of hard. And what I'm, I'm realizing is like, I'm telling you guys, if you want to get there faster, it's all about being more direct, um, more holding people more accountable having the highest standards, never going down on your standards. I'm just realizing like, you know, we're trying to make a big leap, you know, and trying to get, you know, out there in more industries, more revenue, all this good stuff. And it's like, we have to have the highest standards. We can't put up with anything less because it's not about Luke Acre. It's about the vision. 
and the vision of the company deserves the highest level of standards. And, and when you approach it that way, it's not, it, it allows you to have that empathy because it's not about you and your selfishness. It's about accomplishing the vision, which helps everybody. I love it. Well, thank you very much for being on here, Luke. And those are some very lofty goals for 2021. And I'd love to touch base with you here in a, in a few more months and see how that's going when you got the, when you got the little one coming along and see, see if those yep. 24, 24 books are still realistic when you're <laughs> up at 3am. Um, but Hey, thank you very much for being on one last thought, lay it, lay it on us. And then we'll wrap up one golden nugget. That's all you get. Yep. Here, here's, here's your golden nugget is the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is not their talent. It's not the intellect. Those things matter, but that's not the end goal. It's the top producers take action. That is what I found. I've worked in over 160 different industries now. That is the difference maker. It's show up every day, take action, do not get paralysis by analysis, and you'll start winning. A veritable library of lessons for pros from pros. That's what you just got. Listening to Luke Acree of Reminder Media and Brad Swinehart of White Glove. To get all of Brad's Be Advised Leading with Value podcasts, simply subscribe and, of course, share with colleagues. Thank you for listening to Be Advised Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.